Hi, everyone. Before we get to our podcast today, I had a couple of announcements. So we recently interviewed Dr. Eric Pearl and Jillian Fleer. And at the end of the podcast, they actually offered for our audience to get 25% off of their portal. So that is just an amazing discount that they're giving. The regular price for this program is $399, but it's on sale for everyone right now for $270. And if you go ahead and put this code in, PATH2 portal. That's all caps. Again, path to portal. That will bring the price down to $202.50. It's like over $67 savings. So we were really excited that they extended that offer to all of our listeners. And the other announcement that we have, I'm not sure if you've heard yet or not, but the Afterlife Awareness Conference has been canceled to go on in person. But what is actually happening is we are bringing the entire conference online for a virtual experience. We are going to be live streaming. It is all the same presenters, and we are going to have a Q&A panel for you to be able to ask the, pre- the presenters any questions that you have in real time. And then we're also going to offer an unlimited replay of the conference if you're not able to watch it June 5th through the 7th. And that is going to be available until September 30th of 2020. So the cost of the conference ticket is $129. And if you head on over to our website, path11productions.com slash AC2020, you can get your access there. Okay, let's head on over to our show now. And thanks for tuning in to the Path 11 Podcast. I am your host, April Hanna. At the Path 11 Podcast, we are here trying to deliver leading-edge research on consciousness, healing, and metaphysics. And just like you, we are trying to answer the big questions about life. Who are we? Why are we here? And what is our purpose? We hope by listening to our podcast, it will make each day you live on Earth a little easier to understand. And now for today's podcast. Well, hello, everyone. Today, I am joined with another speaker who will be presenting at the Afterlife Awareness Conference, and her name is Susan Weishart. She is a holistic psychotherapist and certified hypnotherapist with over 30 years of professional experience. She received certification in Life Between Lives Regression from Michael Newton, PhD, best-selling author of Journey of Souls. Weishart also trained with psychiatrist Dr. Brian Weiss and in England with Dr. Roger Wolger. So Susan, welcome to the Path 11 podcast. Thank you. It's good to be here. Yeah, you are offering a really incredible breakout session at the Afterlife Awareness Conference, and the dates are June 4th to the 7th, I believe, right? Yes. Yes, uh-huh. 4th to the 7th, and you are presenting on Saturday afternoon, and your yes. breakout session um, is going to be focusing on life between lives. You're going to discuss current regression hypnosis, research based on more than 7,000 research subjects, and you're also going to lead a guided journey to meet spirit guides, loved ones, and the higher self. That sounds so cool and amazing. I hope I'm in your room filming that one. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and those 7,000 cases were done by Dr. Michael Newton, okay, uh, who developed the life between lives process. Yeah, so tell me just a little bit about uh, studying with Michael Newton and uh, Dr. Brian Weiss. I'd like to hear about your journey with that. Uh, Yeah, I studied with Dr. Brian Weiss many, many years ago and uh, got my foundational past life regression training, and that was wonderful and very grateful, you know, to him. 
um, for the service that he is providing. And then I later discovered um, that Dr. Michael Newton was training people on how to do life between lives regression, which takes you into the between state after death before you return back into your current incarnation. And he developed a method to facilitate that for people. And that just sounded so compelling uh, because in my practice, it's holistic, integrating mind, body, and spirit. So I like to use these psycho-spiritual methods to help people get more in touch with their life purpose and, you know, the essence of who they are. Um, so I was in his first training, and it was back, I believe, in 2001. And it was scheduled, um, I think, for October of 2001, and that was right after 9-11. So a lot of people were canceling because of not wanting to fly, and I had to fly from Chicago to Virginia Beach. Um, and the person that I was going to go with said, no, I don't want to get on an airplane, but my soul just was urging me deeply to do this. Um, so the guidance that I got was to pursue it. And because um, I knew that it would be helpful to many, many people. So um, I listened to my guidance and went through the training and it was a tremendously helpful. And I've never regretted it. And it's um, a big part of my practice along with past life regression. Great. And before you actually got this calling or this guidance to take the training, had you ever experienced a hypnotherapy session or any regression work before you were trained in it? Yes. Yes. I had been doing past life regression for a number of years um, and had received my own regression work, but I hadn't... Um, you know, I hadn't had the life between lives training, so I hadn't experienced that aspect of it. But when I got the training and went through the experience, I experienced my own um, life between lives process. And it, it really is life changing, um, you know, and connecting more deeply with um, the essence of the experience of our soul, our immortal soul, and who we really are. So, you know, we feel so disconnected in our world right now, and don't always feel so um, aware of spirit um, and our soul nature. So this process just helps to awaken that and to reconnect with that and to remember that. Um, so I think it's a really important time to be doing this work and to remind us uh, to step out of fear um, and to connect with who we are and our purpose and know we're not alone. And can you explain for our audience maybe who is hearing about this concept of a life between lives. Um, can you explain a little bit more about what that is, what's happening during that period of time, and maybe as you're describing it, you can share a little bit more about your personal experience when you experienced that for the first time. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, well, the process itself is uh, three to four hours, 
And it's recommended that a past life regression be done as a first step. Most people need a little practice in altered states. Not everybody is ready to jump in and do those longer uh, hypnosis sessions. So it's recommended that people start with a two-hour past life regression session uh, to get some practice um, in altered states. And so that process is also very, very helpful and very uh, revealing of patterns, unfinished business that we've carried into this life uh, from, you know, previous lifetimes, limiting beliefs, uh, blocks. Um, you can also discover talents and gifts. Um, so... So usually you start with that um, process. Um, so if you're successful in being able to get a past life memory and hold the altered state, that's a pretty good indicator you can go on and do the longer three to four hour life between lives um, uh, process. Um, so some of the benefits are um, that people report is overcoming their fear of death, knowing their life purpose, remembering that they're not alone, more clarity about their soul lessons with their family and significant relationships, as experience of unconditional love and oneness with source, and getting the bigger picture of the soul, their soul evolution over lifetimes. So, um, there are different things that can happen um, in this experience. So you're in a deep hypnotic state with an extended induction. Um, so you can access these memories more easily. So it begins with this induction when you're relaxed and then you're guided into a past life regression uh, in your most immediate past life, going back to your most immediate past life before this life. And you transition through that life, um, through the death, um, into the spirit realm. Um, so what happens in that experience is highly individual. Um Usually people come in with a list of questions that they want to get answers to, sort of a focus of what they want to find out in the between state. Um, so they come in with a list of questions and maybe a list of important people in their lives that may show up in their uh, soul group. Um, so... The experience can be from highly structured with buildings and gardens and guides that appear in human form, various clothing, to more abstract experience with androgynous light beings, or just, you know, even channeling their higher self-guidance. Um, it really transcends time and space, past, present, and future are very accessible in now time. And the communication in the spirit realm is typically telepathic, uh, sometimes with downloads of information. Um, 
So, after you transition through the death, um, you connect with the between state and, um, you know, sometimes the person needs recovery from a traumatic death and loved ones and compassionate spirit guides assist and reassure the returning soul. And sometimes they go to a restorative place like a garden or a park or a healing room for rejuvenation until the soul is ready to move on. Um, and typically, the soul is greeted by their primary spirit guide who assists the soul with a compassionate life review of the life they just left. Um, and that could include lessons that they learned in their life and their relationships, unfinished business, limiting beliefs, um, unfinished business that they've carried into this life. And those guys are very welcoming and supportive. Um, often they are mentors that have been with us through many, many lifetimes who provide direction and support. Um, some other typical things that can happen in the between states um, is meeting your primary soul group, those that have incarnated, incarnated many times. Um, with you, they range from three to 25 members, and with an average of about 15 members. And they can include family members, uh, friends, lovers, children. So it helps you to understand the various roles that people play in your life, the lessons you're learning with the group, um, you know, sort of the group purpose and lessons that we've chosen together to learn. Um, another typical experience is a meeting with the Council of Elders. And these are advanced, wise teachers who are very unconditionally loving, non-judgmental. Um, they help you to understand your life purpose kind of review your progress in your current life and help you to plan your next incarnation. And it's an opportunity to ask questions about your current life. And I think it's important to point out this is not a karmic review board that's sitting in judgment. You know, it's compassionate. It's supportive. It's sort of a review of your soul development. There's no punishment. Um, you know, the emphasis is in learning from mistakes. We've all made mistakes to release guilt, move forward, have compassion for yourself and others. You know, it's the idea that errors call for correction, not condemnation. So it's the idea that we failed, if we failed to learn lessons in other lifetimes, they present again until we've mastered those lessons. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Groundhog Day with Bill Murray. Yeah, a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that is kind of a good example of how, you know, you keep making the same mistakes 
falling in the same hole day after day after day, and then uh, repeating the same issues. And then, you know, you start to realize what's wrong with this picture. There must be a better way and begin to correct that and make different choices. Um, so may I ask, when you went in to review one of your life between lives, what exactly happened for you and what information was really helpful for you to take into this lifetime of maybe stopping that Groundhog Day? Okay, so the pattern that I discovered for myself um, was uh, one of my issues was not expressing my truth, um, holding back, fearful of self-expression. And what I discovered was in other lives, I had been persecuted, shunned, um, and killed for speaking my truth. So, for example, I was a nun in the Inquisition, and the church called me before them and said, if you go into silence, we'll spare your life. And I was young and naive, and I stood up and said, the truth cannot be silenced. So uh, I was burned at the stake, and um, that imprinted some very, very strong constrictions. Um, you know, the belief that it's not safe to talk, to be my authentic self, that it would be dangerous. So what I found out was um, I needed to forgive myself and the Catholic Church for, you know, killing me and the, my pattern of martyrdom. Um, so what my soul did in its wisdom, my soul assignment in this lifetime was to overcome that fear and to reclaim my voice again and to speak. And so what did my assignment turn out to be it was to write a book, I mean, among other things. And I didn't want to write a book. <laughs> I said, I don't want to write a book. That's uh, requires me to be visible. It requires me to get out there and speak about these subjects, you know, that is not always accepted. You know, it's looked upon as her heresy again. <laughs> um, you know, our culture doesn't believe in reincarnation. Um, and certainly my profession doesn't, um, you know, support this or the church. But I felt a very strong um, motivation to not come to the end of my life and not do what I agreed to come here to do. And so I had, you know, past life regression to help clear some of those lifetimes of persecution and trauma so that my uh, throat chakra and my fear of expression could be uh, overcome. So it was kind of a process, but I felt very supported in the process, like my soul team was there for me. I did not feel alone in this, even though it was very, very difficult. I even had a voice disorder called dysphonia, which was, you know, blocking um, uh, my throat. So, uh, clearing those traumas 
and connecting with my soul team so I felt supported helped me to get unstuck and move forward and put one foot in front of the other. So as a result, I was able to uh, write the book, Soul Vision and Clear the Past, Create Your Future. Um, and doors just started opening. I was in the right place at the right time with the right people. So it helped me to have a deeper understanding of my soul purpose and my soul lessons. Wonderful. It just connected me with my soul team. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank you for sharing your personal story. And I think that that's a great example, too, to see how when you are able to clear maybe some of that past trauma that things can clear up in the physical body, the emotional yes. body. And yes. then, you know, here you're creating this book, you're out in the world, you're speaking your truth, you're helping others to find their truth, uh, really yes. shows how that can accelerate a person's life. Exactly. Exactly. And also when you talk about your soul team, uh, what comes through to me is very much of a knowing that you have this. It's like, yes, you almost talk about them as if it's family, you know, or like yes, this, this community. Is. Yes. It's that sense that there's a group soul purpose of um, sharing this knowledge, this wisdom that I've gained over many years of study and and as a psychotherapist, helping people to heal and get stuck. And, you know, a lot of people are have gifts and talents that they're holding back, you know, light workers and intuitives and healers and writers and what have you. And they just feel very, very stuck. And some of this whole history is persecution and being shunned. And so there's a tremendous fear and people just hold themselves back. But when you clear this and then you have that sense of soul mission and that there is purpose behind this and healing and that it's possible to move forward because really when you align your personality with your soul you get the help you need it's like you're in the right place at the right time with the right people um and i had a publisher show up and say make us the first publisher you contact you know it's like the doors started opening so it's really important to clear you know those limiting beliefs and blockages yeah now as you're doing clinical work how are you able to distinguish the difference between maybe um, something that's going on in this lifetime truly as a, is a result of this li lifetime, maybe mm -hmm. some trauma, as mm -hmm. opposed to when a client comes in, maybe there's something that you are really able to know, oh, this sounds past life related. Let's, let's try some regression work for this. How do you, how can you tell the difference? Yeah, well, often it's both. Um, and because it's a repeating pattern for many people, it didn't start in this life. Um, and so often I will do both life between lives regression, past life regression, as well as age regression um, to clear the cellular memories from this life. Um, I'll give you an example of a pattern that I'm noticing, particularly with women, is it seems like in this lifetime, many women are breaking their uh, abuse patterns that have repeated over many lifetimes because in our current life, we have more options to change it, you know, more, um, you know, uh, 
ability to um, be independent and work and uh, more protections for women to uh, come more into their full empowerment. But I had one woman that did a past life regression and a life between lives regression and an age regression um, where she discovered that she had a repeating pattern of abuse in many lifetimes. Like in one life, she was, uh, I think, a Japanese woman with her feet bound. And in her most recent past life, she was uh, a black woman in New York working in a tanning factory and was abused by her um, boss. And she ended up dying of cancer from the tanning um, chemicals that she was working with. And then in her current life, she married someone who was very controlling and emotionally abusive. Um, so by connecting with the uh, her guides um, and her uh Council of Elders and her helpers on the other side, she came to see this pattern and to realize that in this life, she was going to break it, that pattern, and step out of it. So she did some of her own healing work um, from her childhood, which also has some abuse um, by going back into the cellular memories from this life and clearing that. And helping to reconnect with her own sense of herself, her worth. Um, so she got to the point where she was empowered enough to leave that that marriage that was so oppressive. Um, and it's interesting because in her between state, in her soul group, her soulmate was in that um, soul group. And soon thereafter, she met up with her primary soulmate in this lifetime and is very, very happy and feeling very um, fulfilled in doing her life's purpose. So I'm just seeing that pattern with many women who are taking on, you know, the challenge of healing those um, that baggage from the past. Wow. So interesting. Yeah. 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 Thank you. Thanks for giving some more examples too. Now, let me ask you another question in regards to past lives and um, connecting this a little bit to the pandemic that's going on right now. I can only imagine and assume that there are some people or may, maybe many people who have never done a past life regression, um, maybe have, haven't even read about it, experienced it, but that might have actually gone through something similar like the coronavirus in a past life. And they mm -hmm. may be having similar panic, um, yeah. responses, fear responses and things like that, which could also be related to remembering yes. what it's like to either have gone through starvation, not saying that we're going to go through starvation, but you know, like that need to get food. We're hearing a lot of people are like getting yes. things and stuff like that. So can you talk a little bit maybe about that, um, 
connection where some people may be experiencing or being triggered by this pandemic and how that could possibly be connected to a past life. Yes, that's a great, great example. I'll give you an example of a woman um, that I regressed that um, had a weight issue and she, she was doing everything right. I mean, she was on a good food program, you know, she was working with a doctor, she, you name it, she was doing it. And the, the weight was not budging. So I asked her, when did this weight come on? And she said, when I visited Ireland. So it turned out that she was in the potato famine in Ireland. So when she visited Ireland, it triggered that memory or it triggered the bodily response that says, we're not going to starve this lifetime. And it started packing on the pounds. And in addition to that, she lost all of her children to malnutrition in that lifetime. And she carried over deep guilt. So in this life, she doesn't have children. And... um And so she had to work with that um, fear, that trigger that she would starve in this life, even though it wasn't rational. So when that lifetime was cleared and she was able to process through it and unburden the guilt and all of that, the weight came off. But when you have, you know, situations where there's, you know, perceived food shortages or deprivation or things that the pandemic sometimes triggers in people, it can awaken that inside and exacerbate the fear. So you're absolutely right. Yeah. So people in this pandemic may not even be thinking about, oh, I need a past life regression right now, but it could probably (laughs) be extremely helpful, right? Yes. Yes, absolutely. To get to the root of it. Yeah. Yeah. Now now with this, um, how are you seeing, is your business changing at all? Do you do past life regressions online or virtually through Skype? Or if, you know, people are listening and they're thinking, okay, yeah, let me, let me check this out since I'm home and (laughs) spending a lot of time (laughs) at home. Uh, what do you, what do you offer online? Yeah, I, well, I definitely, um, will do some of the age regression work online the, I'm exploring the possibility of doing more past life regression, um, you know, through teleconferencing. So that may be something that I'll be offering in the near future. It's, I mean, this um, pandemic is really forcing us to explore new modalities and ways of um, doing this work. So that may be something I'll be um offering in the future. Do you have any workshops or events that are coming up in 2020 that might be in the summertime or the fall that you'd like to let our audience know about? Um, well, I, <laughs> I am scheduled at the end of May uh, with the Body, Mind, Spirit Expo, which is uh, in a suburb of Chicago um, that Uh, where I'm doing a group regression and I'm doing a future life progression going into the future. But who knows at this point if that's going to even um, take place. But we're in the process of getting more uh, workshops scheduled 
and kind of taking it by day day by day, um, trying to determine how this is going to unfold. I know that my husband and I will be doing a workshop uh, at the Theosophical Society um, in October, uh, and they're located in Wheaton. And more information about that will be going up on my website, which is SusanWeisart.com. Great. Now, if people, I know a lot of people are turning to books during this time. So you do have a book called Soul Visioning, Clear the Past, yes. Create Your Future. And also on your website, it says for the book owners, they get a bonus MP3 download. So if people yes. would like to read your book during this time, what's the that little extra with the MP3 download? Well, it's the guided journeys that go with the seven-step process of the soul visioning um, experience where I take people, connect people with their um, higher soul wisdom and guide them into their ideal future to connect with their soul, to envision um, their ideal future um, under the guidance of their higher self. And um, so there's a forgiveness um track there's a soul guided journey into the uh, ideal future under your soul's guidance and and an ideals peak experiences so those guided journeys are part of the book's um seven step process so that is a free download that is in the book itself and the link is in the book great well thank you also in the book, I should mention, in the second half of the book, I write about past life regression cases and life between lives cases. And I did one to 10-year follow-up um, interviews with people to find out what happened. Did it make a difference in their lives? Um, so I think it's just, you know, inspirational reading. Kind of, it's a tremendous opportunity for us to go within and work on some of these uh, soul growth op- soul growth opportunities. You know, we've, we're getting a wake up call of, you know, stepping out of our routines to slow down. You know, go within, use this time uh, to reconnect and evaluate what's important. Um, yeah, so my soul visioning book is very practical and helps you to connect more deeply with your authentic self, uh, your soul's purpose. However, it's not enough just to do all the positive affirmations and the visualizations because we have 95% of the mind that is unconscious and sabotages us. So you have to address those programs, the viruses and the software that hold us back from fully allowing our soul to manifest the soul, we, the life that we want. So in the book, I help you to get in touch with your limiting beliefs. And I also have methods in there for how to clear that and rescript that and reprocess it. So it's very, very practical. You can do some of that on a self-help basis. Um And then I just tell people if, you know, you feel stuck in one area, you feel you've made progress, but you've hit a wall with certain areas, maybe your relationships are great, but, you know, your uh, work is a mess, or maybe you're doing well in your work, but your health is not good, or 
um, you just have blocks. So it's important to identify where some of those programs are and limiting beliefs and how to how to release those. So the book is um, has many ways of doing that. Excellent. Well, I think our conversation is perfect timing. And I think that this is great information to get out there to people, especially now during this pandemic and allowing people to just, like you said, go a little bit deeper within themselves to really um, just take some time to focus on their own reactions. If they're reacting in fear, love, what this could possibly be connected to. And I hope our listeners uh, give your book a try and purchase it and read it. And can they buy that off of your website or are you selling it on Amazon or? Uh, it's on Amazon. It's also on my website. Yes. Um, I also contributed a case study to Michael Newton's book, um, uh, one of his later books, uh, Memories of the Afterlife. So there's an interesting case study there. Excellent. Well, thank you, Susan, so much for being a guest on the Path Love and Podcast. Oh, my pleasure. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks again for listening to the podcast today. I also wanted to remind you that we are selling live stream tickets over at our website for $129 for the Afterlife Awareness Conference. This conference is going to be held online only June 5th through the 7th, and you can get your access by visiting path11productions.com AC 2020.